In just a few minutes, we'll be right with you with another award-winning, action-packed edition of your Tony Basilio Show. Tony Basilio welcoming you to, ladies and gentlemen. Don't, whatever you do, try this at home. It's an international version. Today for Tony Basilio Show, we go straight intergalactic and straight international. Sean Sinclair, good morning and welcome in, brother. I just want to say I'm, I apologize to you today. Uh, you never have to apologize to me, Tony. What happened? Well, it's on behalf of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution okay. toward um, Georgia. So will Why you accept that? my apology on behalf of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution toward the University of Georgia and, our, and the reporting of the AJC? toward the University of Georgia, because Kirby Smart has demanded an apology and a retraction on a story they wrote. Well, I, I would suspect that in Georgia, that the whole sports department should be fired. You mean in light of what's going on up at uh, Northwestern? We ought, to, we ought to do that. You know, at some point, this ought to cost Kirby Smart his job. It's a pretty good idea you have. Because, of course, if he had four, five, eight, and four years in a row, Senko, and this stuff was happening in the offseason, do you think he'd keep his job? Kirby Smart? Yeah. Well, I, I tend to think, look, I'm no Kirby Smart lover or Georgia lover at all, but this is a pretty tried-and-true strategy for media is to oh. build you up, and oh. then when you've reached some success... Oh try to tear you down they did that with us oh. after the national championship in fulmer they did it with manning uh they've done it with other they did it with fsu and bobby bowden they've tried it now in fairness uh nick saban appears to be untouchable but um this is pretty i'm not condoning anything that's gone on but i i i think now that the um now that it's being reported i don't think there's been this brand new rash of highway incidents or hazing or anything it's just people have just started to have enough and just say you know what i'm going to get that guy time to get him yep and again i'm no i'm no apologist for anybody i mean uh, it's named the fulmer cup for a reason and uh thank goodness that's we we no longer possess that yep uh but uh that's that's what the media does and uh the next they did it to miami yep uh, after their dynasty, and they'll do it to the next one. They make you, they break you. But I That's do want to say I'm. And then we've got to check. They did it to yeah. Johnny. Man they did it to Johnny Manziel. Oh, they knew who Johnny Manziel was the whole time. We've got yep. to. Uh, we're going to have a busy TLD logistics hotline today. We've got a special surprise guest in hour number two. We've got. Larry Vaught joining Vaught's Views. We're going to get Larry's thoughts, Brian Hartman, on the upcoming Kentucky series, the Kentucky football season. But today, Kentucky's in action. Brian Hartman, are you familiar with this? They're playing basketball in Canada. And what's it called, Brian? Let's see how good you are, because I want to see where Matt Dixon falls. On this whole deal, uh, I'll give you a little uh, preview of what we're talking about here. It is called 
Is it Global Jam? It's the Global Jam. Today at 1.30, it is available on CBS Sportsnet today, 1.30 Eastern Time. It goes on all afternoon. And then uh, Canada women play Team Africa later on. And then, you know, oh, it's 8 o'clock. To, is it the 8 o'clock? No. And then Canada plays Team Africa at 8 o'clock Eastern. Know. The United States team, Brian, is Kentucky. The Kentucky Wildcats. Matt Dixon. Are you going to cheer for the U.S.? Or are you going to cheer for Germany today, Matt Dixon? He is on his way to up I-75 to the KSR Sports Bar and Grill to get a seat so he can watch this. It's part of the Globe Jam. Sean Sinclair, I was exchanging texts yesterday evening with the one, the only, Tony the Vols, as events were unfolding. And I gratulated him on having a high number of draft picks moving on. That is what you want to do if you're going to have credibility in that sport, Cinco. And a few will filter into the major leagues, but that's what you want to do, Sean. I'm happy for all the guys that got drafted. By the way, including uh, yesterday, um, Jared Dickey, who we were telling you, some media people were penciling him back in. He, he didn't come back to Tennessee. He's never come back to Tennessee. We wrote about it today on the blog, the way the 11th round works. And that's why the Galani guy is going to be an upset So whether or not he made it here. Here's how uh, Major League Baseball. He signed. Galani? Chicago, yeah. He yes, it was never going to happen. Here's the deal. This is the And going forward, we have to understand this. We're all new to this. Okay, fine. The way it works in Major League Baseball is rounds 1 through 10, they have what they call slotted pool money, okay? But what they do is they'll call a prospect, hey, Tony Basilio, we're going to take you in the third round. The slotted value for that is X. Will you take Y? And let's say it's, uh, uh, for the sake of our conversation, a couple thousand dollars, okay, ten grand. Will you take eight? Sure, I'll take eight. You can call me a third-round pick? Sure, I'll take eight. And you're going to value me and your organization? Sure, I'll, I'll take eight. That gives them 2000 to spend later in the draft. What they do in the 11th round is, the 11th round, there's no slot value. So the guys that are drafted in the 11th round get paid. They get paid. And so the narrative that Dickey, because he survived through 10 rounds, was coming back, he's never coming back. He was not going to come. Once you go in the 11th round, because what they do with the 11th round, guys, is it's like a restart of the first round. It's the best of the rest. And if you go in the 11th round, you're not coming back to college. Generally, that's where they take veteran baseball players that they want to take a flyer on, a chance on, and they pay them better than the average bear. In other words, there are 11th-round guys that are making more money than 5th-round guys, 6th-round guys. It's a quirk in the deal. Because what they do is they take the money they save, and then the teams that are out of money at the end do bits. Which is why DJ Ukulele uh, saw his name called by the Dodgers. They're doing bits at the end of the draft, 20th round. Dodgers doing a bit there. But Dickey was never, he's not coming back. He was never coming back. And the Galaney guy, see, I didn't even know that he had signed already. I didn't even see that this morning. But he's never, he was never going to get here. 
once you get to that 11th round, you're not getting here. You get a better chance of talking a guy off a ledge who's a 7th round pick than an 11th round pick, which makes no sense, but it's one of the quirks of fate. Sean, I congratulated uh, Vitello last night on moving as many guys as they did in the draft, and he knew the Galani guy getting here was going to be a long shot, and he's not real sore about it. The thing he told me is, hold on to your hat when it comes to some of our guys that were undrafted in terms of out of the uh, recruiting class, and if they sign, in his words, goofy free agent deals, because that would be goofy right now to choose to sign a professional deal over coming to college, because you would be signing for peanuts at this point. That's okay. You know, the any we get it. Last year was the kid from UConn uh, that went in the first round or second round, whatever. Never made it here. Um, that was going to transfer uh, Galaney this year. We got Pub on that, which is if you if you don't think he's coming, then you know, then you never know. You yep. know, he could fit, he could fail a physical or something like that, and then come back. Or if he hadn't signed, I suppose. Uh, but then, you know, it really uh, Vitello has been just a master of recruiting the players that are just under that line of going to sign. And whereas, you know, Arkansas and Vanderbilt and those guys get just pummeled in their signing classes, uh, these don't. I guess uh, Carson, Jake Rucker's brother, yep. is going to sign. And that's a shame because, I mean, good for him. That's a shame because I wanted to see him play. Great but, for him. Yeah. For, but for the most part, uh, this signing class held up. Um, and they just, you know, still, I, I guess uh, Coach V was over watching the USA team over in Cary. Uh, trying to, still trying to, you know, put a word into Holman's uh, ear, but babysitting him. Uh, yeah, it, and it looks like that Tennessee really has done well. They, you know, the the left-handed pitchers that they have coming in from high school looks like they were untouched, and um, you know, and uh, to the uninitiated, uh, the next two classes are not this one, but the next two classes are rated. First and second, so that's where we will probably have more gnashing of teeth. But yeah, I congratulate it. What I really think is interesting is that uh, one Chase Burns is you know I haven't heard anything about him. What's going on there? I'm not throwing out false hope or any hope at all on that. But I think that's interesting. And second of all, we had a bunch of pitchers uh, that really didn't do much get drafted, and I think that. I think that speaks highly of their just limited time with Frank Anderson. I think that's a really good point. And guys whose people, uh, names that people would look at and go, Fitzgibbons, uh, the guy the Mets, I mean, we, we, I mean at the end of the thing, here's the thing. You Was put he going to transfer anyway? You put on a yeah, Tennessee, yeah. yeah Bryce yeah, Jenkins. Yeah. Bryce Jenkins. You put on a Tennessee uniform, you have credibility in the eyes of those people. You were coach, and you've got some decent stuff. Uh, and I wouldn't sneeze at any of those guys because people develop at different rates, as we know. Yep. And yep. and you're allowed to get better. And, and so, uh, well, just to touch on it, and then we'll take a brief time out, then we'll get Larry Vaught in here. The situation with Chase Burns is this. As of right now, he does not want to play college baseball. He's burned out on it. He's sick of it. That's why you're not hearing his name linked to anybody. He hasn't visited anywhere. He 
outside of his original overture back and forth with LSU. And basically what LSU told him is, we're not negotiating with you, see you later. When they went and got somebody else. And that's what they did. Uh, outside of that, Tennessee has been told uh, in certain circles uh, by people that follow the sport, uh, one of the lead sites, hey, you can expect this guy to bounce back to you, which they said, that's news to us. We haven't talked to him. Uh, so the, the Chase Burns situation is where it is. Uh, it's kind of a mystery, wrapped inside of a riddle, wrapped inside of an enigma, and it sort of is what it is. 865-200-5402, hold your calls. Tony Valls' class this year is ranked 14th. Those rankings are the most misleading thing in the world, and here's why. When the And I wrote it today on the blog. I got a full breakdown of every team, how many top 100 players were in their class, how many top 100 players are going to make it to campus. And most teams in the league got picked apart, with the exception of Florida. Florida is the only exception to the deal. Everybody else's class is basically going to get gutted. Vanderbilt's class is getting gutted. Arkansas's class is getting gutted. And, and so what it is is it's, it's a sleight of hand. The, these coaches are doing with their fan bases, they're doing optical illusions, whereas Tony, their, their recruiting class looks like, well, it's so-so, but they're going to net a very good class out of their class because most of their guys are going to get here. And they love their – he thinks it's their best signing class. He's pretty honest. I mean, he's been pretty honest down through the years with me. He thinks this is their – when these guys walk on the campus, the question is for the, for the uh, baseball team is where are you going to put all these guys? There's about 40 of them now. I mean, I was sort of doing the math last night. And, I mean, you talk about first-world problems, but that's what their sport, by butting up the – transfer portal with the draft that's what they've done to all these coaches now then the kids are the ones that are gonna you know get to campus and go Where, where's my spot that's a good question son where is your spot we're gonna take it but that's gonna happen all over the place because that is what major league baseball has done in placing the draft where they have post-covid and now it's really gonna be a mess it's gonna be kind of a mess here because the transfer portals happened right on top of it. And these guys are going to take, they're going to go out and get veteran players. They're going to make their teams better, 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 better. And the freshmen are going to suffer. They're just going to sit. I mean, it's just the way it is. It's here, there, everywhere. We come back on the other side, though. Larry Vaught joins. It is USA versus Germany today, Brian. Brian, will you pledge allegiance to Team USA up in Canada today against Germany in the World Basketball Jam? Brian Hartman, will you declare right now allegiance to Team USA? What uh, kind of are they going to be wearing? Kentucky jerseys or USA jerseys? I think they're wearing blue. Blue, I think. Is Matt Dixon, who's in here lurking right now on Spaces, Twitter Spaces, is he going to? Is he going to pledge allegiance to Team USA? And I just want to say I, I apologize on behalf of the Atlanta Journal Constitution. Kirby Smart's feelings are hurt. Kirby said yesterday that his one of his goals is to eradicate speeding. 
So I'm looking forward to seeing Kirby Smart go over this weekend, um, perhaps with B.J. Nelson over in the Carolinas on on patrol and do a ride-along. Cinco, are you for Kirby Smart doing a ride-along as they eradicate speeding? I am, and not only that, I, I look forward to him being a regular on, like, Progressive Insurance's flow commercials, you know, just popping out of the bushes when people aren't speeding. See, that is a great, 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 and I promise you, I bet you he would do it. These guys are such money yeah. whores. These guys are such money whores. Look, any, well, anybody, anybody that has a calling as strong as his to eradicate speeding, yes. then, you know, all bets are off. You can expect that. So we'll come back on the other side. we got the Gold Cup later tonight. The USA and Mexico are heading for a collision course for the ages. For the listener in Nashville tonight, a real treat for you. You get to see Joe Bendick in goal. Joe Bendick, uh, I would be better in goal than Joe Bendick is. He's a total embarrassment for my union. A layup victory tonight down in Nashville. Get a few shots on goal and you will win. Brief timeout, we continue. Yeah, I gave MLS a shout-out. What's it to you? As we come back on the other side, best thing going today, it is the show of record, breaking it down scientifically, the voice of the common fan, moving left to right, right to left, and through your vertical hold with the greatest of ease after this. Adjust your tint. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919.
Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening.
this is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. So Brian Hartman just told me in a twist of fate here on the program, which I didn't realize, he's got one of Matt Dixon's, um, um, t- what do you call Apple tags. Senko, which is really a great thing. I know some musicians that have their expensive uh, instruments, Senko. They put these air tags, these Apple air tags on their instruments. Matt doesn't know this, but Brian slapped one right on right near his gas tank. Brian Hartman, give me Matt Dixon's approximate coordinates before we bring Larry Vaught in here right now. Because apparently Matt is making his way up to Canada. He just crossed the state line. He's above Jellicoe. Oh. He's about five miles south of Williamsburg. Oh, I think he can get there in time for today. He better pick it up, Matt. You better not stop Matt, at any of the. Uh... Is he going to Canada or is he going to KSR? Oh, KSR he's going up there with those. He's li- going to the KSR Grill. And All right, let's bring Larry. Va- let's bring Larry Vaught in without further ado. Vaught's views online at TLD Logistics. Uh, my friends at TLD Logistics. He's on the hotline. TLDlogistics.com. I'm mixing my metaphors here. Larry Vaught, pop for you, Brian. He laughed there. Larry Vaught, uh, Kentucky takes the stage today in something we call the world, uh, the Global Jam. Larry, what is the Global Jam? As I welcome you back, VaughtsViews.com. Well, well, you could, from what I understand from reading on Twitter, probably Matt could give you a better answer than me because I see that he's all patriotic and ready to cheer for Team USA today and everything like that. And I think all the uh, Kentucky fans appreciate the support they're going to get from Vaughn Land since they're supporting and representing the uh, United yep. States today. So that's going to that's be a big deal. But, yeah, the, the Global Jam got teams from Germany, Canada, and Africa, and Kentucky's representing the USA. How good the competition is, I don't know. If you listen to John Calipari, there's three teams that could be in the NBA Finals. He said the same thing last year before they went to Bahamas, and they destroyed those teams. These teams all do look way better than that. Kentucky is the only team in the country that could be getting ready to play a game in July and has already lost a player to injury. Oh, wow. The scrimmage they had yesterday, you got Oyenso there, only really center that was going to be available. He sprained his ankle and likely he's not going to play in any of the four games they have up there. So for the John Calipari, whether he wants to or not, is going to have to go small ball. And I think a lot of U.K. fans are really kind of looking forward to seeing that and see how it works out for him because he's not going to have any choice because Aaron Bradshaw was already out with an injury. Now you got Oyenso out with an injury. So the tallest player they have is the transfer from West Virginia way, uh, Trey Mitchell, who is a 6'9", but a skinny 6'9". As we uh, see them uh, on the floor today, do they wear uh, red, white, and blue jerseys? Do you give any idea? I do not, and I've been looking and trying to see pictures and haven't seen anything telling me that and not seen any chatter from up there letting us know. I, I, at first, I thought it would probably wear Kentucky, but I'm, I'm guessing they probably do have some kind of USA uniform that they will be wearing. It seemed like that's what Baylor wore last year when I was able to see a little bit of when Baylor went and played in this. So I think they probably will be having the, the USA gear on. Matt Dixon, in that case, brother, you better be getting on board along with a lot of Vol Nation today, as uh, Kentucky represents the United States of America in the Globe 
jam. Where is that, by the way? It's in Canada somewhere. Do you know what? What? Uh... It's, it's in kind of downtown Toronto, an oh, arena nice. that seats twenty five hundred. Eduardo Perez made me laugh the other night during the uh, Major League draft. So, or, or no, it was during the home run derby. You know that thing was out in Seattle, and Eduardo said, "Look at those Toronto fans over there in the stands cheering, cheering on." I think it was Vladimir Guerrero Jr. They, he said. You know, they made a three-hour drive, it looks like, to get here. And I'm thinking, Eduardo, in this lifetime, <laughs> Toronto, it, you couldn't get on the space shuttle and get there in three hours to Seattle. But but more power to your brother. Let's move along here. Hey, I, I will say, yeah. I just got a text from a friend yeah. who's up there, and I, I guess is listening online to us, that said that the Louisville women are playing now in the, in the women's part of the tournament. And they are wearing their University of Louisville uniforms, so maybe Kentucky will just have on the Kentucky blue and white today. Uh-oh, Matt Dixon, a real patriotic decision for you today, my friend. Let's talk about Kentucky football. We had um, a gentleman on here yesterday from Georgia who said that one of the real worry games on their schedule was uh, a trip to Lexington. And and he uh, cited Leary being there as a reason why and the fact that he thinks Kentucky's going to be pretty salty this year. Where are you on this Kentucky bunch in terms of your expectations? Well, I, I think Kentucky's got a chance to be good again, but they've also got a schedule that uh, they, they go to Georgia. So I don't really see that being one that I'm penciling in that I think Kentucky is going to win. They've got Alabama coming to Lexington, so, I mean, maybe if things are going great, that's one. And they've still got to play Tennessee, as I told you. In my lifetime, smart bunnies, you just pick Tennessee to beat Kentucky because you're going to be right 95% of the time. So, But as strange as it seems, they, they lose Will Levis, they lose Chris Rodriguez, and I think the feeling around the U.K. football game is that they've upgraded at both, at both spots. They really, really like Devin Leary. And they really like uh, Ray Davis, the transfer running back from Vanderbilt, because of the, the vision that he has and everything and the way he's going to fit into what Liam Cohen wants to do offensively. So uh, the, it, when you're just listening to the coaches, they're not knowing you're not quoting them or anything like that. They are very optimistic and very confident going into this season. think their depth is going to be good. And they think they've got the offensive line issues from last year solved. They think that Marcus Cox, the transfer from Northern Illinois, was going to kind of anchor that left tackle spot and that enables them to move Kenneth Horsey back to left guard where he's much better. And they're moving Eli Cox back from center to guard where he was really good. So I think they've got things maybe back the way it ought to be. And hopefully that line will be better because I don't think it could be much worse than it was last year. Oh, and that's kind of... um... That the whole thing fell on Levis last year, right? And and he had these tremendously high expectations. Big arm guy, kind of like Joe Milton, big arm guy, who didn't realize it at a Big Ten school, but yet Pro Ball really liked him. He's down in Nashville now. They're number one pick, um, or a high draft choice of the Titans. And so, uh, you know, you look at it, and then you say they've upgraded at that position, but. The thing that's going to help, right, is is Cohen coming back. Talk yeah. about Cohen's impact. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what they've upgraded is it's the offensive coordinator. And I wouldn't pretend to think that I know more football than Rich Scangarello, but I just think what he wanted to do with the Kentucky players 
just didn't work and fit very well. And, and again, in fairness, when your offensive line is not doing its job, it's kind of hard to be a really good offensive coordinator anyway, because no matter a lot of times what you call, if it gets blown up, it ain't going to make much difference. But he just, he just never really clicked with him. But again, the offensive line was an issue. Will Levis was hurt a big majority of the year. And then Chris Rodriguez missed four games with suspension. So all those things certainly factored in. But when Liam was here in 2021, he just runs a little bit more creative offense, has different ways to get players open and do things, really relates to players extremely well. And I think he just has an eye for knowing, okay, this guy fits my system and this guy doesn't. So most of the guys that were playing last year for Scangarello were guys that were recruited to play in Cohen's system, and then he then he leaves. So now he's he's back, and he's got two years of recruiting him because he's got the guys that he recruited that didn't get to play for him last year, and then he had a big influence on a good number of the guys that came this year to play. So I think the pieces will just fit together a lot better on offense, and then hopefully, and probably Tennessee fans will kind of snicker, and I can understand why, hopefully the Kentucky defense is going to be good enough again this year that they don't have to score 35 points every game to win. They may there's a game they can score 21 and still win because they, they have a lot of really good pieces on defense, too. Yeah, the thing is, um, I don't know how much snickering Tennessee fans will do, uh, except for expecting to win the game because it's obvious that in the Stoops era there, they've built a solid, respectable, Southeastern Conference football team. And, you know, indicative of the times we live in is the fact that they lured a highly thought-of coach back from the NFL, and then they went into the transfer portal and became a destination. You know, the Leary kid's one of the finer players in college football. Yeah, he he, he is. He's he's really, and I've been kind of led to believe that compared to Will Levis, I thought when I one day I get I was allowed in practice to watch. I thought the way they talked about it, he just didn't throw like Will. I thought he's going to throw, be throwing like me and you, Tony, just kind of floating it out there and all. But I'm telling you, maybe he didn't throw it as hard as Will Levis did. But it's not like he's just tossing softballs out there either. He's got a really good arm on him, and all the receivers talk about how he actually has a more catchable ball than what Will had. So I think what you'll see, you probably won't see as many 60-yard bombs launched down the field. But you might see a whole lot more 15 and 20 yard completions this year. I think Devin's going to be really good at using the middle of the field, too, something that Will didn't always do the best. And then also, I think you'll see him throwing the ball out of the backfield more than what they did in the past. And I guess where Ray Davis comes in, it could be so valuable, too. You bring up Ray Davis, um, which is kind of a flex by Kentucky, you know, going down there to uh, Nashville and, and, and pulling a Ray Davis. Uh, you were talking about his vision. I mean, that was a really good player on a really bad football team last year when you look at it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they may have had the only offensive line that was worse at Kentucky mm-hmm. in the SEC, I think. But but Liam talks about that how uh, that, that he's, that Davis is the kind of runner that can make a good blocker look great because he doesn't have to go where the hole's supposed to be. He'll go where he sees the hole and where Rodriguez was just a guy that if he was supposed to go in the A-gap, that's more likely where he was going, and he was going to be big and strong enough, he just would still carry it for two or three yards. But I think Davis will find that hole if it doesn't go where it's supposed to be exactly and can break through there and, and make more big runs than what Chris Rodriguez did. And, and the thing that I really like about Davis, too, all the other running backs there 
really, really like him. They talk about that when they're practicing and he's not in the rotation, he's right over there telling them, hey, you didn't see this, or here's what you're looking for here, or here's what they're wanting to do. And he just kind of coaches up all the time, and he's really, really popular among teammates already. The transfer portal's so weird because, I mean, we've seen in various sports, and you've seen it. I mean, you've seen it with Calipari. Sometimes you throw those guys together, and chemistry-wise, they don't work. And sometimes you get lucky, and you get guys that want to be there. So it's it's a very, very strange part of the whole college sports experience these days. Yeah. And, and Kentucky, as you said, has done a good job of that with the transfer portal, bringing in guys that fit, and it's pretty obvious they bring them in that most of them are going to play immediately. Mm-hmm. But then they come in and don't flaunt it. They've been really good guys, good teammates, and have came in and, and all of it, you know, they win the talking game by saying, well, I've got to come in and prove myself. You know, they know they don't. They say all the right things, and as, as Liam Cohen told me, that almost all, all offense, all the transfers they got in, are the first guys to get there to work out and the last ones to leave. That's what you need. You know, the yeah. the the Levis deal is real interesting because for some reason he's a very polarizing kid. Like Titan fans were not, a lot of them were not happy that they drafted him. Uh, a lot of friends. Uh, our guy Bino on here was saying Colts better stay away from him at the top of that draft. I mean, for some reason, he elicited that kind of reaction. What what was it about him that, or what is it about him that people respond to him that way? I don't know. It's really weird because, like, for Kentucky football fans, I mean, in 2021 when they win 10 games, he's like the godsend. Last year when they only, <laughs> only win seven, he gets blamed for everything in spite of other issues on the team. And if you're in the media, he's as likable and as good a guy to be around as you could ever want to be. He does anything you ask him, he'll answer any question and all like that. But he just, some people, I guess he kind of comes off as that Northeast cocky. And that's just kind of him. He does sign up some crazy things yeah. off the field. But he did all that to build his brand. He kind of knew what he was doing. And I think the expectations just got raised probably way too high because I, I kind of snicker right now when, even, even when I say Kentucky's got an upgraded quarterback and they just had the guy that was picked, what, the second pick in the second round of the draft, the second-highest quarterback they've ever had drafted, and we're talking about they have an upgrade. So I, I think he got way too much blame for what didn't go right last year that was kind of out of his control. But I, I'm anxious to see how he's going to do in Tennessee because I think he may do better than what some people suspect. Well, he's a competitor. We know that. Yeah. Um, Kentucky went from, as you said, 10 wins, 7 wins, 2023, uh, Larry Vaught, What's your number? What do you think the Cats are going to do against that pretty challenging schedule? Uh, if I had to, to bet the house, I would go eight because, uh, I mean, they've got to go to Mississippi State and they've won it. <laughs> they've won it at Georgia more recently than they've won at Mississippi State. So it's just always been a difficult game for them for some reason. They've got the Georgia and Alabama games. And again, I just don't think those will be two that they can win, and the fourth one will be, they've got to beat Tennessee before I believe it. I just kind of go into every year thinking that. I mean, and I know talent-wise, maybe they're going to be right there, but it doesn't really matter whether the game's in Knoxville or Lexington. The majority of time, Tennessee just has a way for having Kentucky's number when it counts. So I've still got to see. So my, I think, realistic projection would be 8-4, and four, and, that, and even then, that's including a win over Florida that before five years ago, that would seem kind of insane in Kentucky, but right now, Stoops kind of seems to have Florida's number. 
What's the number there in that series recently? Is it like three out of four? It's some crazy number, right? Yeah, yeah, and uh, and 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 they've had a chance to win even a couple more than what they have, and and they kind of walk into. I mean, when, when they talk about Florida now, they just are kind of swaggy over there, where it used to be just the other way around. Like thinking, well, you know, if we could do this, and if all this happened, maybe we could win in Florida. Now it's like, oh, we're going to beat Florida. We, we we're better than them. I mean, and, and they seem to be proving that, and and thinking that they kind of think I've gotten the Gators' heads a little bit. So that, that and that's a big game for Kentucky. That's kind of a, a marquee game for the Kentucky fan base because Florida has pounded on them for so many years. Any win over Florida is really savored in Kentucky, as it should be. You know, you stop and think about what each program has, the resources afforded each program, the recruiting base uh, of each program. I mean, Kentucky should not be beating Florida in football. And, you know, the weird thing about that Florida deal, we were talking about Tennessee's upcoming season, as we will do. And, you know, people here are looking at Florida and going their way down, yet we don't trust that Tennessee will go down there and win this year. Whereas Kentucky, who can't beat the Vols because it's that mental thing, uh, I mean, they couldn't even beat Butch Jones' coach teams. Yeah. You know, when everybody else was getting in line. Uh, but it, it's just it, the the mental side of college football is just one of the more interesting. It's why it makes it such a uh, an interesting sport because players change, but yet the mastery from program over program continues, and it's just one of the weird unsolved mysteries we have. Yeah, it is, and, and a lot of folks in Kentucky are pinning their hopes on it for the Tennessee game. Kentucky's got an open date, but I can remember. Several different oh, yeah. years, Kentucky's had an open date before Tennessee then just got shellacked. So it had, that Mark Stoops team has not always been very good after the open date. So I'm not sure that's a positive for Kentucky. Larry Vaught, you're the best. If folks want to reach out to you, how do they do so? And I appreciate you stopping by with us, man, and giving us a few minutes. Well, they can follow me on ThoughtsFuse.com or at YourSportsEdge.com or on Twitter. I'm at ThoughtsFuse. And did you just see? The Kentucky Volleyballs picked to win the SEC again. I love that. Larry hangs out with I told him off the air. I said, every time I see you, it's like Jimmy Buffett. You've got a toe <laughs> in the sand on the beach. You've got some lady near you. And you've got like a beer in your hand. And you're just hanging out. And now he's touting the, uh, the, the, the Kentucky Volleyball uh, team. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> They're probably my favorite team on campus. <laughs> hey, Larry, hey, Larry, thanks, man. Good talking to you. All right, Tony. Larry Vaught, he is one of the good people. Cinco, is that not weird how they've beaten Florida three out of four years? And people talk about us going down to Gainesville and rolling them this year and this, that, and the other. And, and that sounds great, all right? But I'm kind of where he is on the Kentucky series with Tennessee. Till I see that. I'm going to have to see that to believe that, even though I do think Tennessee should win that game. I agree, but traditionally, that Kentucky game against Florida was usually the week after or two weeks after the Tennessee-Florida game. And, you know, they I'm not taking anything away from them. I just don't think Florida showed up the same way. Because mm. I, I, I remember Kentucky would have a punt return or a kick return for a touchdown. And then against us, they couldn't even get out of their own way. Uh, so it's just it's just one of those scheduling quirks that always seemed to benefit Kentucky against Florida. Whether it was Tebow there, it didn't matter. 
but I, I find it I find it interesting that they're going to be better on offense than you know with, with football Jesus last year. Um, I don't know. I think that I that 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 off that offensive coordinator last year reminds me a lot of Dave Clawson. How they specifically brought him in mm-hmm. to to coach up and to utilize the talents of Levis, and then completely threw him under the bus uh, when things didn't go well. That that was that was a Fulmer Clawson joint right there, perfectly. Fulmer Clawson joint. That's a paying homage to Spike Lee, baby. Eight six five two hundred. Five four zero two. All lines sham. Let's go to the phones. Brian Hartman, are you on full? Are you full bore for Kentucky today? The omelet. Are you full bore today with all the meats? Um, I'm not buying a car, Brian. Come on. We're not over Carnes Motor Company. We're asking you if you're going to cheer for the Cats today against Germany. He's playing for Germany. And how do I drive? How how far is how long does it take to drive to Germany? That's the question. Let's go to the phone. You know, uh, Eduardo Perez. Actually, you know, a lot of a lot of Toronto fans live near the Vancouver area out in British Columbia because that's the nation's team. So they may not have had to drive more than three hours, like you said. They didn't come all the way from Toronto. They're all over Canada. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. Back to the phones. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hey, Tony. Jake from Memphis. How you doing, man? Jake in Memphis. Welcome in, brother. Tony, uh, we just finished year five of uh, our full, you know, the fifth full season of Tony V here. Yes. And I got to admit, this is the first the first season where I've really been, frankly, obsessed with the MLB draft and following it super closely. I think it's, it's, it's awesome. I'm, I kind of hate that I've missed it in the past and I just I'm, I'm loving every minute of it and every day I'm looking to see which guy signs which guy we can bring back I was going to ask you how big of a loss Delaney was for us but it sounds like uh we Tony never really thought he was going to make it to begin with so well, he's a loss I mean he's a he was going to be in that ballpark an absolute crushing power hitter could have played either quarter corner infield slot for you you know the question now becomes uh, do you get your third baseman back from last year who went undrafted? Or does he sign a free agent deal with somebody and try to catch on and hook on and make a name for himself there? Um, he put something out on social media yesterday that seemed kind of hopeful. But, uh, yeah, the Galani guy's a loss. That's a player of the year uh, guy. But like Sean said, I, I think in retrospect what that guy did by committing to Tennessee, he upped his profile upped his leverage, and when he fell to the 11th round, it probably sweetened the pot for him uh, against a major league team where he was able to trade on the fact that, hey, if you don't give me what I want, I'm going to go to Tennessee. The 11th round is a real interesting quirk in that baseball draft. He was actually picked in the 13th round, I think. Dickey was 11th round. Any of the, and I want to say this, anything after 10, these are non-slotted rounds. So, thank you. Well, and that's the that's the intricacies of the draft that yeah. I'm learning this go right. around. That's really cool to, to right. pick up on. I definitely got my hopes up that we would get him after he didn't get drafted in the first ten, especially right. with his right-handed bat. That was going to be big. But what, what are what are you hearing, Tony, with um, the Bama pitcher? Are we are we going to lock that one up? 
he's here this weekend. They went over there and babysat him last week over in Cary, North Carolina, as Sean said. Tony spent several days there. Um, generally, when they go all in on somebody, they get those people. I've, I've learned not to bet against them. Last year for a high-profile pitcher, they got outbid by LSU. Does it happen again? I don't think so. Uh, Sean, what's your sense of what's going to happen with Holman? Well, for the longest time, there was uh, Tennessee was the only visit scheduled, and that was this week. You've got Drew Beam over there and Christian Moore in his ear uh, chatting him up. And from what I, you know, little things I've gleaned, I have no inside information that he and Beam are hitting it off. Um, I also think that uh, just recently, earlier in the week, there was some posts that, you know, he was also looking to visit LSU yeah. and Mississippi State. Uh, and then also to talk to Alabama before all things were said and done. Uh, and I think this came from uh, Eric Kane, who does a nice job over at VolQuest. Uh, but he said that um, uh, if if Holman had a great visit this weekend, it would not surprise anybody if he shut it down after this weekend. Yeah, so. I, I think they feel pretty good about him, um, is my sense. So we'll see what happens. Be, I'll tell you what, you're getting a Friday starter. To go with what you already have, I would trade those three or four arms that Tennessee's got coming in for Chase Burns any day of the week. And I'm not making it about that, but it looked like that was going to be a devastating blow when he walked out the door, and it doesn't look so devastating now. Yeah, and the, and the no, Galani no, thing, no. I, I, what, I think that uh, people uh, looked at Tommy Tanks. I mm-hmm. think that's an uh, aberration. I, th- I think you're more likely to get uh, more likely from the Galani uh, much like he got a Griffin Merritt, or um, uh, who had great, val- I think he led us in home runs. Mm-hmm. I think he th- hit over 300. I think he was a solid leader. So I think that was more of a direct swap. I don't know that we were going to see. Um, yeah, when you take a look at the transfers last year, they all had very good years, very solid years. Denton had a solid year. Um, uh, Merritt had a solid year. Uh, so I think that's more looking like that. I would suggest that the yep. Clemson and the NC State kid are more likely to shine a little bit brighter than uh, uh, Galeny or Galeny, and I uh, forgive me, Galeny, yeah, mm-hmm. Galeny, excuse me, yeah. But uh, and I'm, I, boy, that hall. If they get home, if they get Holman in here, uh, that's an incredible. And then there's, you know, there's some talk that there's some other kids. I, the top kid out west. Uh, just jumped in the portal, top two-way player in the country. Uh, though he may go to Arizona, um, a, a lot of still a lot of moving parts out there to, for Coach Vitello. Well, I, I appreciate the info, Finko, and Tony. And it sounds like from the way y'all are talking, the Holman decision doesn't have any bearing on the Burns decision. Is that is that right? Nothing. That no, no. And, and this deal, you just keep stacking players. And I think Tennessee has all the leverage in that deal, quite frankly. Well, I mean, if Burns wants to play high school college baseball next year, Sean, he'll find a spot. So. Oh, no, 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 I'm not saying that. I think that Tennessee's already turned the corner in the fact that they're going, they're moving on without him. Yeah. They, they're replacing people. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, not, yeah, yeah. It's not a gut punch. If, they, no. if he wants to come back, that's great. Yep. But I, I don't think I don't think Vitello and those guys are going to be sitting there trying to negotiate with them. I think they're whatever. What's crazy, Jake, about the college baseball thing, because, again, I'm 
I'm late to the train here myself. Me too. <laughs> well, what's nutty about it is that you, if I'm not mistaken, you called me a couple years ago and said you'd never even watched baseball before, and they've made a bait. Right. Not only did they make a baseball fan out of you, but now you're following the intricacies of it, which speaks to the level of whatever it is Tony Valls has done here, which is pretty unprecedented in my book. Well, it's really cool. So I'm, I'm actually on my way back driving from Hattiesburg. I was visiting. I had a work trip down there. And, of course, I was wearing my, my youth. And um, they, from person to person. Uh-oh. I'm losing. Uh-oh. I'm losing. Uh-oh. 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 We lost you there. Go ahead, Sean. Well, the, the thing is, for someone like Chase Burns, if, if in fact, he's over baseball and uh, – uh, are over college baseball, and I, you know, this this uh, not to not to, be, to besmirch the kid at all. Uh, I mean, but this is this. I might have to make an uh, an adjustment to my goofy recruitment, goofy career, and in goofy career, goofy career, because uh, you know he can. But the thing he has is like Kumar Rocker when he went back into the draft. He yeah. didn't go back to college. He went to the one of those uh, uh, independent leagues. So that's there for him as well. I uh, it just this, this seems a little bit to have taken an odd uh, detour. No doubt about it. His his people in Nashville, my understanding, is are encouraging him. You better go play in college next year. Do not go to independent baseball. First of all, you don't know what you're asking for. You want to ride on a bus in not good conditions, uh, playing on fields that are not like these Division One baseball fields you're playing on, uh, you know, you you do not want to do that. Let's go back to well, the phones. Well, also, real quick, if, if you know, the thing is, there's no question he has he has unlimited talent. I will never take that away from him, and anybody will take a chance on that. But when you get the when you get the stigma of being a little bit on unorthodox, we'll say that's hard to shake. I mean, you take a yeah. look at that the, the the pitcher that's out of baseball from the Dodgers, yep. Bauer. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not I'm not linking those two what Bauer is accused of doing in, in Chase. I'm not, but he has always been an outlier in Major League Baseball. Back to the phones we go. Let's go get let's get our next call in. Hello and welcome. Hi, you're live on the air. All right, back to the phones we go. Let's get our next call in. Hi, you're on the Basilio Show on a Wednesday. How are you doing, Tony? Hey, Billy. Um, you know, you were talking about Will Levis. Mm-hmm. He wasn't worth crap at minicamp, and I don't believe he signed his contract yet. Was there, now, what was the reports on him? Because I, I missed that. What were the reports on him at minicamp? He was throwing nothing but interceptions. Well, he, he's, he wasn't worth he wasn't worth crap at minicamp. He's new in the game, you know. He's new in the game. Well, I'll tell you what he'll be he'll be he'll be uh, he'll be new when he he sits down. I don't even know if he signed his contract yet. From what the reports I've been reading tell me, he hasn't. The other. You know, a draft choices has signed their contract. You know that uh, talented offensive lineman out of Northwestern. Um, you know, final signed his. So 
So I'm just, I, I don't even have a clue on Will Levis, Tony. Well, what's crazy is, and I stopped myself because I remember he was a second-round pick of the Titans, not a first-round pick, but I initially called him a first-round pick to, to Larry Vaught, and then I stopped myself. But the, the thing that's interesting, you take a guy that highly in the draft, obviously you take him with the idea that he's going to be your quarterback or he's going to get a run at it. And... When you hear Larry Vaught, who I love, Larry Vaught, straight shooter, saying he thinks Leary's going to be an upgrade over the guy. There's just something about that Levis dude that I don't know. It's hard to put your it's hard to put your finger on on it because he definitely has a very very strong arm. But he's the same guy last year that fumbled that ball against Ole Miss when they were getting ready to beat Mississippi. You got to make those plays as a quarterback. You got to make those plays as an NFL quarterback. You're either going to win or lose in the NFL. And the guys you want around your franchise are those guys that walk off the field winners, even when they don't play well. And on another note, on the Titans, the only way that I can know of to, um, if they're going to rebound, I, I just cannot see them going another seven and ten, Tony. I just can't. So I believe what what I believe what's going to happen here. Um, they need to keep everyone healthy, especially the key players like Tanny Hill, yep. Henry, yep. and several of the other Jeffrey Simmons, and several of the other players. Keep them healthy. I would not be one bit surprised if right. they'll cut Hassan Haskins because of. That domestic violence issue. But what? That's, what is all this Titans talk these days? I, I haven't heard a thing about what's going on with Titans. Titansville, how, how are you getting so on fire about the Titans? Yeah, what are we doing? What are we doing here? Are they in camp or something? What are they doing? Sean, what's your problem? I don't have a. <laughs> what is your problem? I don't have a problem. I just wondered. I, I haven't been paying attention to the news. I didn't uh, know there you was know what? Oh, oh, you. I'll you, tell you this. Bill, if you would have given, if you would have given Sean an opportunity, okay, I think he would have cracked on Jesse's girlfriend too, just like Bino did. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I like the Titans. I'm fine with them. I'm just, I'm asking you what, what's got you all stirred up about yeah, the Titans? It's got your being a bonnet. Yeah. We'll put the B in your bonnet today, yeah, Bill. No, uh, well, Bill B, Bill Bonnet. <laughs> well, guys, uh, I'll tell you what I, and I still disagree with you. I still believe they can take New Orleans, even though they just played in the silver, uh, in the Golden Dome or whatever they're calling it these days. What yes, are they the house that now? the Michigan Panthers built, the house that yeah. Bobby Bear built. Yeah. Oh, that one's gone. That was the Silver Dome, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the that was the Silver Dome. Did well, you ever, hey, Bill? Did you ever make it to the Silver Dome back in the day? No. Oh, never been there. How about Cobo Arena? I've been there. Were you? That's, that's. Go ahead. That's when the Pistons had players like Dave Bing. Bingo Bing. Yeah, and uh, that's when also, the Sheik. That's where the original Sheik. Used to wrestle. Ed Farhat. We need to ask Tony uh, Tony Jones next time he's on here about the original Shake. Yeah. I can also remember that. And um, so. Um, Billy, you're my boy. 
Anything else you care to add on the way out? Don't listen to Cinco. You've had a terrific call. Oh, okay. Uh, Tony, it would be nice if we could put the Tennessee Titans on hard knocks, but guess who they're going to – I found out who's going to be on hard knocks on HBO. Who is it? The, the New York Jets. Oh, it's perfect. With Aaron Rodgers there, that weirdo goofball, people will look at that because he is so strange. And I am not drinking their Kool-Aid like I'm not drinking the Detroit Lions' Kool-Aid. Sean, do they use the infrared night vision for him when he goes into his uh, cave to meditate at night and does all the New Age stuff he does? Do they do that with uh, Aaron Rodgers, in your humble opinion? I don't know, but I, I, I suspect there are a lot of blood transfusions. What a whack job. You talk about a upside down, cryogenics, yes, hanging upside down like a slab of meat. Titans, Bill, incredible phone call by you. Cinco tried to knock you off your moorings, but you would not be denied. I I don't know where that's going. Uh It was was like Wyatt Wyatt Earp versus I Clanton, and I gunned I, I Clanton down. Wow. Bill, have a Dwight Gooden. Bino is still writhing in pain from the cheap shot you laid on him the other day, an hour or two with a special guest. Special guest with a special announcement right after this. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hello, it's me, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. July reminds me of red, white, and blue. If you were born in July, your birthstone is the ruby, king of the precious stones, for its rarity, hardness, second only to diamonds. We have a beautiful collection from earrings to rings, modern and antique. If you were born in July, we'll take 10% off your purchase. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, 
what you need in stock with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. July is Beef Month in Tennessee, recognizing one of the state's largest and most important industries. Our state's 37,000 cattle producers are contributing to the state's economy, conserving natural resources, and providing a high-quality protein for people to enjoy. The Murray County Farm Bureau salutes our beef farmers for their commitment to producing a healthy and sustainable food choice. Beef is a good source of 10 essential nutrients, including high-quality protein, iron, and zinc. Join us in celebrating July Beef Month in Tennessee. Blast into big July fun all summer long. You won't need sparklers, spinners, Roman candles, or any other fancy fireworks. You'll be rocketing toward explosive top prizes of up to $500,000 with the all-new July Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Hurry in and pick out your favorites today. Find them at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. What happens when the thrill of Powerball meets the thrill of NASCAR? You get a chance to win an exciting trip for two to the NASCAR Championship Race in Phoenix, Arizona. Plus, the chance to win a million dollars in a special drawing. Enter the NASCAR Powerball Playoff Second Chance Drawing at TNVIPRewards.com between June 23rd and July 31st for your chance to win. The Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. NASCAR is used with express permission. NASCAR LLC is not a sponsor of this promotion. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Silvio back with you. Two's all I could take. As I welcome you back, it is hour two. Breaking it down scientifically. Special announcement with a special guest now joining us. He's my main man on the wheels to steal. Low these many years. His name just came up extemporaneously on the TLD Logistics hotline online, tldlogistics.com. As Sean Sinclair remains with me, Brian Hartman remains with me. And a real East Tennessee treasure now joins us. Because here's the thing about East Tennessee, right? Several of Some of you were born here, and it's all you know. God bless you. You are so blessed. That's the case. Some people come down here, spend a week, and go, I want to live there. Our next guest, this place got in his blood. Got in his blood. And he can't stay away. (laughs) And there he is laughing. He's my main man. Because he knows it's the truth. The great San Antonio, Tony Jones, 
who today was appointed the new associate head coach at Johnson University. Tony Jones, how do you plead to that? <laughs> I plead the fifth, my man. But you know, you know my love affair with with Knoxville and and the people of Tennessee. Um, it, it, it it's it's gone back since 2005 when, when I when I came up on the hill. Me and Bruce Pearl, we did some special things at the University of Tennessee. But it, it just didn't it just didn't end there. You know, to to be at Alcoa High School to to run the Knoxville Basketball Academy, uh, and Knoxville is home, and I'm super excited to be back, uh, Tony. Uh, I'm, I'm blessed and grateful for this opportunity. So this is the second time in two days. People don't think that, like, I'm getting paid <laughs> by uh, Johnson University over here to have coaches on, but we had Dave Serrano on yesterday who just took the baseball job there. And obviously, they have greatly, greatly invested in their um, facilities there, Tony. They've got amazing stuff there at Johnson University. It's awesome. I mean, the culture is there, and and it's led by uh, Brandon Perry, our athletic director. Uh, He has a vision uh, for the university's athletic department. Uh, and it goes by the people that you, you, you're, you're only as good as the people you surround yourself with. And he surrounded himself with good people. Uh, Brian Lahan is the women's basketball coach. He, he's just a, a fabulous coach. Obviously, Dave Serrano uh, just got hired as the baseball coach. We want to try and do big things at Johnson University, and I'm happy to be a part of it. Tony, the opportunity when they first called you and said, tell me how this opportunity came about. Well, you know, um, Logan Sharp uh, is the head coach, and, and, and me and Logan uh, go way back. He, he was a former player at Alcoa High School, and when I was the head coach at Alcoa High School, he would come back and, you know, we would talk basketball and things of that nature. Uh, you know, he played it at, at Bryan College, uh, was, a, was a great point guard there. Um, and then we got together when I started running the Knoxville Basketball Academy. And uh, he was my right-hand man. He was my associate head coach. And, and he hadn't coached in college or in high school yet. And, you know, I seen something in him. And, and I told him, I said, hey, you know, you, you got you got an opportunity to do something special, you know, if you want to coach college basketball. I mean, he, he, he's articulate. Uh, he, he's an exuberant, extroverted personality. Reminds me a little bit of Bruce Pearl. He's got some of those type of characteristics. And, you know, he's got a tremendous knowledge of the sport. So when he called me and told me he had just got the head coaching job at Johnson University and he asked me to come, I was like, boy, it's an opportunity to get back to Knoxville. It's an opportunity to work with one of my best friends. It's an opportunity to possibly win a national championship at the NAIA level. You know, um, we're scheduling Division One opponents to have the opportunity to compete against Division One opponents and to, and to give kids uh, a good education at a four-year private Christian university, I signed up for it because it excited me. Well, and I don't blame you. I, I was talking to uh, Dave Serrano about this. I know about that school because my daughter played tennis at the NAI level before transferring to Tennessee. But we went there a few times, and I was struck by how just beautiful that place is. It's a beautiful facility uh, in, in in South Knoxville. The Graham Center is a is a is a nice 
plus multi-facet facility. Um, our dorms, get this, our dorms are rated by one publication as the number one dorms in the country. Not in the state, not in the region, in the country. Uh, so we got a lot to offer uh, student athletes, and, you know, we, we, we're trying to get it done. Uh, uh, Logan is doing an outstanding job recruiting. We've got four Division One JUCO transfers coming in. Uh, we just signed a uh, top-ten player in the state, uh, a Tennessee from Cleveland High School, Alex Hyder. I mean, Juwan Moore is our point guard. He's coming with uh, with uh, Logan from Eastern Nazarene and Boston. Uh, the kid played at West High School, went on the wrong state. I mean, um, we're we, we trying to do it big. We, we just got a transfer from Eastern New Mexico, Malik Oates, who I think has got an opportunity to play at the next level. And uh, I'm, I'm just excited to, to, to be on board and, and to start working with these young kids. Tony, how uh, – because, you know, it's going to be about attracting players, obviously. If you're going to do the things that you're talking about wanting to do there, uh, how much of a sales job is it trying to sell something and get it off the ground like that? How hard is it? Well, you know what? It, it's, all about, it's all about selling the university. It's all about selling – uh, yourself, uh, and it's, and it's all about being authentic. Uh, people don't know how much you know until they know how much you care. And if you care about student athletes, you care about their parents and their significant others, then those things gravitate towards bringing in quality individuals that not only going to excel academically, but they're going to excel on the basketball floor. That's what we aspire to do. Uh, that's what what our athletic director's vision is, and he's brought in some quality people to try and get this done. I love the concept, and I, I, talking to some of your former players, they were, they remember you so fondly. And I do have guys say, "Hey, you know," like they'll say to me, "T. Jones, you know, he's kind of nutty, sort of like you are, Basilio, <laughs> but that's a guy that cares." Yes. In a sport, in a deal where you're not allowed to care, really, you yes. care. Yes. Well, you know what, Tony? I, I was put on this earth, I believe, by God to help grow and develop young people. I've been fortunate enough to coach 13 NBA players. 13, count them. You know, a number of them was at Tennessee. A couple of my guys from Oakland uh, in the NBA, Jamal Kane and, and Kendrick Nunn. Um, you know, it all started back in high school coaching Jalen Rose and Howard Isley and Bashan Leonard. And I still have relationships with all those guys. I still have relationships from the, the, the players I coached at Milwaukee, at, at Toledo, um, you know, at, at, at Buffalo. Uh, that's what it's about. It's a relationship built business. And, um, hey, I learned from the best. I mean, Bruce Pearl is, is one of the best to ever do it. Uh, we're still the best of friends. And, uh, uh, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna challenge that friendship because I'm gonna give him a call and see if, uh, you know, he'll play us in the game. Gah! <laughs> I love it. Tony Jones, uh, now let's get silly here. I was just talking to, and by the way, congratulations to Tony. Congratulations to uh, Johnson University. Sounds like they've got some huge things planned uh, with the news over the last couple of days. Uh, in the athletic side of things. And so uh, congratulations to them for getting this done with Tony and also Dave Serrano. 
And Tony, the, as as I told uh, Dave Serrano yesterday, you know this, but the door is always open to you. If you need anything, you let us know. We are family, Sister Sledge, all that good stuff. Now, Tony, take me back to Detroit. I was just talking to the nutty Titans Bill, who's an absolute knucklehead on yeah. dry ice. But he, we were talking about the old Cobo Hall up in uh, Detroit. He said he remembers going to see the Detroit Pistons back in the day with guys like Dave Bingo Bing, <laughs> names like that. What do you remember? Give me a couple sporting events in the old Cobo Hall that you remember attending. Oh, man. You, you mentioned Dave Bing. I just ran into Dave Bing down in Las Vegas. you got to be Vegas. kidding me. you got to be kidding yeah. me. Y- yes, sir. It's Where did you see him? Where, what, how did you see I, him? I, 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 I seen him at the uh, NBA Retired Players Gala. Uh, they have this every year in conjunction with the NBA Summer League. So I was down here to attend both of those events. Obviously, I had to do a little recruiting. I was at the uh, Junior Olympics that was in Las Vegas where I seen some some quality high school players over the weekend. So I seen Dave there, and, um, you know, I had a couple play. I had one player in the NBA Summer League, Jamal Kane. He plays in Miami Heat. Uh, he was there, so I got an opportunity to see and talk to him. Uh, but so many great things happened in Detroit at Cobo Arena. I mean, you got you, you mentioned Dave Bing, you mm-hmm. mentioned Bob Lanier, mm-hmm. I mean George Trapp, Willie Norwood, all those things. Mm-hmm. But the most but one of the most one of the most exciting things I ever did attending uh Cobo Arena was going to see the Sheik. The Sheik worldwide wrestling back in the day. Bobo Brazil Sheik. Wow, Bull Curry and his son. D- <laughs> Tony, do you remember what Bobo Brazil's finishing move was? Do you remember it? The knucklehead. He put that. He put. He put that forehead. That's right. On his opponent. The coconut butt. That's exactly right. He would give you the coconut butt. He called it, where he would headbutt you with his head. Yes. And the man back in the seventies, when I watch the old videos, the man looked ninety. <laughs> The man looked 90 back then, T. Nine, right. no, no wavy. Uh, right. But he was still out there wrestling. Tony, did you ever see any good R&B acts in the old, uh, in the old Cobo Hall? Because I've got a Hall & Oates show live from 77 or 78 where they right. break into an impromptu uh, little Smokey Robinson tune because they're in Detroit and Daryl Hall was feeling it. And then they play some My Girl. Which a young Daryl Hall could flat out sing, dude. He could flat out sing it. Did you uh, ever see any good live music in that deal? Oh, come on now. In that come joint. On. No question, no question about it. The Temptations, the Supreme, what? Marvin Gaye. What? Yes. But, but most of all, Tony B, get this. Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder put on one of the best shows I've ever was able to to attend and he and he went at it for two hours straight he was sweating he was doing all this top 10 songs that he's ever produced so that's probably my fondest memory of what year year would that have been that you saw stevie wonder i've got some old stevie wonder shows i love stevie wonder that that was that was back in the the late the late 80s early 90s 
uh, during that time. But uh, it was it was just straight out outstanding. And just like my boy T B says, it was not horrible. Well, about Stevie Wonder, a buddy of mine, Chris Campbell, who was here yesterday. Uh, tells me that you know he's in the uh, in the concert business. He goes all around the world uh, with right. these acts, right? So he's getting ready to go out with the Jonas Brothers, and they're going literally like all around the world. He said they they did a tour with Stevie Wonder that came here a couple years ago. He said mm-hmm. the crazy thing about the Stevie Wonder shows is the people that you see, because everybody wants to come out and see Stevie Wonder when he performs. He was talking right. about, like, Dave Grohl was there from uh, Foo Fighters. He was talking mm-hmm. about um, uh, Pearl Jam. Eddie Vedder was there. All the different, like, coaches and dignitaries and professional athletes and the movie stars. And everybody wants to go see Stevie Wonder. And he said, this guy's talent is unbelievable, Tony Jones. Yes, yes, sir. He, he's, he's very, very talented and he respects his audience. Yep. I mean, that's that's one of the things that that you know struck a chord with me. He respects his audience uh, because he puts the time in, uh, he puts the love in, and and uh, it was just it was just outstanding. It was just outstanding. Well, I'm gonna segue into something here on the way out with you, T. Mm-hmm. That's how you are. Yeah. My son Anthony, uh, who's had a chance to play golf with you, I don't play golf. I retired from non-competitive golf years ago to to play a little music, which, Tony, now that you're back in town, you got to come out and play with us one night with the Fountain City Ramblers. you got to come out and sing a tune with us. I know oh, with no that course. deep voice of yours, <laughs> we'll work something up for you. We'll come right, in that, right out of that Motown catalog for you or work up some uh, old Al Green. Let's stay together. <laughs> you give me well, a I tune. Look I, I, I look forward to that. Yeah. I mean, I look forward to going to... UT football game. There you go. Back, in, back, back home. You're back home. Well, Anthony told me oh. this, though, about Tony. I'm going to brag on Tony. Okay. Anthony said about Tony, he said, Dad, the thing about Tony Jones is it's like being out with, like, the mayor or something. Everybody wants to come up and talk to him about the, the Bruce Pearl years, Tennessee basketball. Tony, what are you up to? Everybody smiles when they see Tony. He said, and Tony makes time for everybody. That's a nice thing somebody uh, said about you, Tone. That's my son talk about you. Yeah, well, you know, I, I got it from my mom and, and, and pop. I was I was raised the right way, Sonny. And um, I just want people to feel special. That's what it's all about: making other people feel special. Don't worry about yourself. You know, just make other people feel special. And 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 that those are my blessings. Those are my blessings from the Creator up above. And and that's why He's blessed me with this opportunity. And I'm very grateful. Tony Jones, new associate head coach, Johnson University. You're going to be hearing and seeing more of him. A.T. Jones, thanks, brother. Hey, we're going to have a basketball camp uh, out at Johnson University August 2nd through the 4th uh, for boys and girls, uh, grades 3 through 8. Hey, all the common fans that that I love and you love me, let's get your kids out there. Let's support Johnson University. Let's make uh, let's make this school, uh, and let's make Knoxville proud to be a part of Johnson University. All right, now talk to me here. How do folks get more information on your camp, Tony? Um, it's it's going to be, it, it, it's, we're going to have brochures out uh, in the future, and uh, in, in the near future, 
And then it's my understanding that you're going to have our athletic director uh, on uh, your show next week. What are you booking the show? <laughs> hey Hartman, what is this guy? What is this guy doing your job now, bro? What is this guy booking the show, Bry? But but they can they he can probably can do it better to be honest. With no, you. Brian, don't you do that to yourself, Bry? Don't you do that? <laughs> hey Tony, but, uh, what other what what, what what, division what, one what, teams what, are you going to play? Pardon me. I wonder. I wonder what division one teams you guys have reached out to. Who do you think you might be playing here? I don't want to jinx anything, but. Got any ideas? Well, 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 our schedule isn't isn't finalized yet, but we do have North Carolina Asheville on the schedule. Nice. Um, yeah, we we we've had some discussions with uh, with Liberty, and we've had some discussions with uh, East Tennessee State. You know, uh, Coach Sharp is uh, is handling that. He, he does a great job uh, with his organizational skills. Uh, but that's 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 a that's a that's a carry that we throw t- towards recruits. They yep. want to play against Division One athletes because they, they want to play. They want to play against the best, and yep. and you know that's going to be our vision uh, to try and do that. But you know, at the end of the day, we want to win our conference championship so we can get a, a place in the national championship in NAIA, uh, and that's our long term goal. And uh, with with Logan at the helm and and me assisting him along with Kobe Jones, uh, hopefully we can accomplish that feat. T. Jones, you're the man. Much love to you. And on the camp thing, let me know, and we'll get you back on, or we'll promote it in the blog. You let me know when you get closer to it, brother. All right, Dan. I appreciate you, Tony. Peace to you, man. Yeah. Tony Jones, one more time. And he's proof of this. You know, look, when you take care of people and you build relationships and you do things the right way, good things happen for you. So good for him. He's back in our area. He is... uh, uh, a really good uh, person, and um, Anthony said, "Hey, when you when you're out there with him, I mean, you get you ready to get stopped about 50 times because that's that's a day in the life of Tony Jones." We come back, we continue. I got another guest, Stoli. We're going to break it down scientifically, and then we'll take some calls. But the TLD Logistics Hotline is burning up today, and Sean Sinclair, I'm pretty pumped. Cinco, will you be watching any Gold Cup action tonight? I think I will. Yeah. I think I will. That's always a uh, – last time they played, I think there were a few red cards thrown out. Yeah. Now, this Ooh. is a semifinal tonight, but the Mexico and the U.S. will get there tomorrow. That's going to be crazy. Oh, oh U.S. Well, – who's playing tonight? Who do we have tonight, Brian, the Gold Cup? The United States plays Panama in one semifinal. Mexico plays Jamaica, the reggae boys, in the second semifinal. Yep. With Andre the winners Blaise meet Sunday. The winners meet Sunday night. I love so the reggae boys. Angeles. See, I think they're Mexico. Both tonight? Yeah, they're both playing tonight. Yes. Back to both back. Both semis are tonight. I'll watch, I'll watch on the US. Fox Sports 1. Yep. It's a, it's a night without baseball. So we are we are where we are. As we take a brief T.O., we come back on this warm July day and roll it back right after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. 
Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard, the same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg, we do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. 
Rodeo time in Murray County, the 19th annual Murray County Sheriff Rodeo, July 14th and 15th. Gates open at 5.30 and the show starts at 8. As always, kids 11 and under get in free. We have free pony rides, petting zoos, face painting, balloons, and bounce houses, all in our spectacular kids zone. We have cowboys and cowgirls from all over the United States. Fireworks show immediately after the main event bull riding. Pre-sale tickets are $15 and can be purchased at United Co-op or Columbia Farm Supply. Or at the gate, they're $20. All brought to you by Harness LLC, where we build people that move dirt. Again, the 19th Annual Murray County Sheriff's Rodeo, July 14th and 15th. Gates open at 5.30. Show starts at 8. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. You bow your head when you say his name because the I'm telling you, the TLD Logistics Hotline is getting a workout today, and it's worked tremendously. As Laban DeFries now joins me from uh, the 865 Alliance, also the FC Alliance Soccer Program, and Laban's a guy who does what he loves to do. He's got a law degree. He's got a master's degree. But he loves, 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 loves the, the world of soccer. And that's what he does. And Laban DeFries now joining. And, and Laban, I welcome you in. And the Gold Cup is tonight. We were talking about it uh, off the air amongst ourselves with Sean and Brian. I was asking them if they're planning on watching tonight. The U.S. and Panama... And then Mexico tonight against Andre Blake and the Reggae Boys. My man Andre Blake's most underrated athlete in Philadelphia. Because when right. he's not with my union, they are a hot mess in goal. A hot mess with Joe Bendick in goal. But Laban, I hope you're doing well. And welcome back to the show, my friend. Yeah, thanks, Tony. I appreciate your kind words as always. And uh, it's a pleasure speaking with you. It's a lot of fun speaking with you. And uh, anytime I get a chance to talk soccer, you know, I'm always available. Well, I love the passion that you have, and, and people like you can take people and make them tune in for the first time. So if somebody's bored on a summer night tonight and they turn on FS1 at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, what will they see when they watch this U.S. club in the Gold Cup? I think the, the U.S. club just come off a tournament victory a couple of weeks ago, League of Nations. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big tournament to win, and it's actually a league that follows up the tournament. But the Gold Cup tonight is uh, 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 we got a lot of young guys that are going to be hungry to show themselves what they can do. A lot of guys from Major League Soccer. Um, an 18-year-old guy like Brandon Vasquez from FC Cincinnati. Jesus Pereira from Dallas FC who had a, a, a hat trick in his last two games. Uh, um, just ready to show what they can do. And I think these young guys from Major League Soccer um, want to show the coach that they can potentially play on the, our, our top, top, top team in international, international competition. So I would say whoever we play the, uh, the next two games are, are going to have their hands full for sure. I, I think we're going to win the tournament. So we're um, a few years away from 2026, obviously, up uh, the, uh, when the World Cup comes to these shores which is only going to grow the game that much more, a, a game that's really grown on our shores. But that 32 or so years passed when it was last year in the 90s. 
where is our national program in terms of the health of it uh, leading up to that point? Are, are we getting ready to make some noise, do you feel like? Uh, with, I'm sorry, with our men's program? Yeah, yeah, let's stay on the men for a second. Absolutely. I think um, I think when you look at our team, um, the young guys that have, have had success on our, our U.S. U15 team, U16 team, U17 team, U19 team, we've seen these guys coming up for 10 years, and now they're, they're here. And while they're still young, these guys are being signed to all of Europe's major first division teams. Uh, in the English Premier League, in the Italian League, and, and uh, we, America, we haven't had that before. You know, we've had Major League Soccer, which is great, but we haven't had our top guys being able to go over to Europe and make first division teams for a lot of money, I might have to say, yeah. showing their value. And then now all these guys are coming back, and they're on our men's national team, and they've got the experience of playing against the world's best, and it's not one or two like it used to be. It's 13, 14, 15, 18, 20 guys that are getting that experience. Then the next 20 are, play, are all starters and stars in Major League Soccer. So picking a roster of 23 guys and then picking starters, you know, it's a, it's a great problem to have when you have too much talent. But I absolutely think that the next World Cup, um, uh, we're going to be a factor. We're going to be a problem. Um, we, I think we can win it. I'll just say it. I think we can win it. I really do. Laban DeFries joining Tonight, the Gold Cup, many of these young kids that, because basically they've split the national team in two, essentially. A lot of young kids are getting an opportunity here. Who, you mentioned a couple names tonight. When we watch the U.S. against Panama, what do we watch for in a match like that? And, you know, one thing that the MLS has done is they've stocked those teams with a bunch of players from the region, from the CONCACAF region, which is what this is which has resulted in making it a little more difficult for the for the US to get out of its own uh to to get out of its own region uh, qualifying for the World Cup which is which is really um tricky it's it's really improved many of the nations around us hasn't it it has um you know with the with the with the gold cup with the gold cup um i think the, the top players from MLS uh, like Jesus Ferreira Kate Caldwell from uh, San Jose Earthquakes, um, Matt Turner, the goalkeeper. He said, "I'm mm-hmm. playing in every tournament that we can have. That uh, you coach whatever roster you want to put me on, I'm available." He's That's our top excellent. goalkeeper. Yeah. And um, but even with uh, Concast, the groupings and the structure, I think just with our overall talent, um, we're just setting our sights so much higher. We can't overlook anybody, as you never can in any sport. Yeah. But if we stay focused. We're gonna we're gonna zoom through through uh, our part of the country and um, uh, uh, get into World Cup and, and just have tremendous success. That, that's what I we have that ability. And that's what I think will happen. I assume they share my focus on what they're capable of. So um, um, in the past, you look at groupings and how you're going to get there, and you look concerned. Not now. I think I think the bullseye is much bigger, and we just got to take care of business. In the in early groupings and early rounds and early structures and we're going to be ready for the World Cup. That Mexican side, it looks like the U.S. and Mexico are going to collide in the Gold Cup final, which is the way it's sort of laid out. The two favorites getting there. Why are those games so contentious? Mexico and the United States 
um, with the Gold Cup, Mexico has won eight. Uh, the United States has won seven. Canada has won one. Um, so it, uh, you know, the United States is, uh, has a chance to tie with eight apiece if they should win this time. So I think when you have just such a close rivalry and such great success between the two, you know, um, with Mexico dominating in the 90s and the early uh, 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 tournaments of the Gold Cup, then America turning it back around in uh, the 2000s in here lately, uh, for sure. Um, you know, Mexico is eager to show that they're still the they're still the power, the soccer power, and the um, United States is eager to show that we're the best in our region, but we want to be one of the best in the world. So, and then you know the the uh, the fans from both nations and certainly uh, uh, Mexico show up. So you have a packed house, you have a packed stadium, and uh, uh, people, you're like, are they here for us? And no, the, the Mexican fans show up. They travel. They're like the Tennessee Volunteers. We get out and support our team. So um, it's just a tremendous atmosphere with fans and uh, uh, the history of the tournament and, you know, ever, ever, both teams putting their, trying to get to that next level. It's wild. To your point, when they play, it's like 50-50 Mexican fans and U.S. fans, or 75-25 U.S. can be outnumbered by those folks you play on the left coast, depending on where you play those games. <laughs> and it looks crazy in the crowds. It looks It's crazy on the field. There's a lot of cheap shots. The games get chippy. I mean, those games are fun to watch. If you like sports... You flick that thing on, I guarantee you'll be entertained when the U.S. and Mexico play because they go all out. They go after each other. Uh, cheap shots are taken, uh, if you will. And as my dad used to say, get the married men off the field. My dad used to say that when things got chippy. But yeah. uh, uh, Laban DeFries joining. And you coach on the women's side with the 865 Alliance program. A lot of highly decorated kids who will aspire one day to be at that national team level, and I hope a few make it. We've got a, a gal here you had on your club this summer who's a number one player in the country. She's highly decorated and all that stuff uh, entering college. Let me ask you, the, the, the Women's World Cup's right around the corner. Yeah. And I want to ask you, I, I'm looking at these previews, right? And I see that this country's missing one of their top players, and that one's missing one of their top. And we've had a spate. It's like these things come in waves. But these knee injuries, which have taken these very talented athletes out of that competition, is that just a um, is that just something that's occurred, or is that something that needs to be looked at in that sport? Um, what's what's going on here with the knee injuries in women's soccer? Well, you know, I've heard the argument that women's soccer um, there's a lot of injuries, and maybe it's due to their training, and maybe it's due to lack of training. But there are, honestly, there's knee injuries in football, regular football. You know, how many great running backs have we had go down? Uh, this past year, our, uh, our quarterback goes down with, a, with an ACL. So I think injuries, honestly, are just a part of sport. I do think there's certain uh, uh, a training that you can do to help mitigate as much injury as possible. And uh, as we become more aware and educated with our training, certainly um, with women's soccer, we can, we can help prevent certain injury but sometimes i think it's just tough luck when you come down wrong on your knee and acl is uh you know gets torn or you tear a patella tendon i i, I think it's largely just a part of sports 
um, and, and bad luck as much as anything, but certainly science and training and, and, and being properly educated how to train can certainly help prevent as many injuries as possible, but the simplest still going to happen, and it's just an unfortunate part of the game. Let's talk about the field. The United States is favored in that Women's World Cup. Who else are we worried about that's out there? Sweden and Germany are going to be absolute beasts this year. Um, we actually got grouped with uh, uh, the Netherlands, uh, who we beat in the uh, the last World Cup. Um, but the top two advance out of the group, so as long as we win our other two games, should we happen to not have a great game against the Netherlands, we still advance. But Germany and Sweden, um, it would be England, I would say, but they lost their top goal scorer, sadly, to injury, so she's, yeah. she will not be participating. So um, um, winning three in a row would be uh, unprecedented, but I would say there's a lot of strong teams, certainly Germany and Sweden being the two at the top. England would have been, but I think they're down a little bit with injury. So, is this a deal where the European sides and women's in uh, the women's side of that deal are catching up to the U.S.? Is that what's occurred here? I, I think worldwide, there's more investment in women's soccer um, uh, facilities, uh, programs, uh, leagues, and you know the more people playing around the world, different countries, you're going to have more talented people emerge. I think I think all of that is uh, taking place, and just uh, young 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 women being uh, aware of soccer, yeah. having that as, as an opportunity uh, to, to participate in, um, and then ultimately um, just the training and the coaching and the education, and and there is a, a a catching up, so to speak, I guess, in terms of uh, technical ability and skill yeah. ability. Um, but one thing I like about uh, America is is we we. You know, we do have a culture of uh, we compete and we play to win and we play hard. And um, uh, I can't speak to other cultures. And if, if uh, they can match that, I think that's something we've always had an advantage an advantage over the world. In that's just been who we are. We work hard. We bring our lunchbox to work every day. And if, I, if the other countries are going to have to match that as much as anything else. So I think it's our attitude and that's our spirit and it's our tradition. I think that's always going to be, uh, uh, I, I, obviously I'm biased, but I think that's going to be an advantage for us. And I think that's going to be hard for other countries to match. We've commented with Sean Sinclair on here watching the soccer product locally uh, at, at the uh, UT. How much better that women's game is than it was 10 years ago? I'm just talking about the overall <laughs> quality of play. Yep. I mean, the game to the naked eye has just gotten better, and it's getting okay. better. The athletes are getting better. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the coaching education and the uh, the training that the that the players are receiving at a young age um, has just uh, improved uh, tenfold over the last fifteen years. Yeah, um, the coaching is so much better at, at the grassroots level, at the you know ten to fourteen year old level, and uh, and uh, the leagues are, are there's been a lot of competitive leagues spring up across the country, and uh, the players are just simply better now. They're better trained. They're more aware of all the things they can do at home, which 15 years ago it was tough to get kids to train at home. Now they're, they realize what's at stake, and they're training at home, and they're training on their own, and, and uh, they're just got, you got freshmen coming into college that are, are ready to play. That wasn't necessarily the case 15, 16 years ago, 10 years ago. The last decade has, has been amazing for women's soccer. Laban, you're the man. What are you guys into right now, uh, if anything, over at um – uh, FC Alliance, 
uh, with the programs? What's what's going on right now? Uh, you know, we get started again August first. It's August through uh, August through May. Uh, we are in the. Uh, uh, I'm excited that we're in the toughest uh, youth league in the country with the uh, Elite Club National League. So I've got two personally. I've got two boys teams that I'm looking forward to working with. Seventeen, nineteen, and and a girls team. And um, uh, you know, we're, we're going to get started back. And uh, it's a very difficult league uh, with the best players, the best coaches, and it's just real exciting. So I'm looking forward to uh, you know this upcoming year with FC Alliance and. I think we're doing. I think we're doing good things. You're like an absolute wild man. I take that as an awesome compliment. So I appreciate that. <laughs> hey, hey, listen. I, I appreciate you. I love your energy. I love your passion. As I said before, a passionate people. I love being around people. Can be passionate about something. I have no, have no idea what they're talking about. And I think passion is a contagious thing. I, I find it to be a contagion. I, I think passion yeah. is a, is a wonderful thing. So stay passionate, my friend. Uh, well, you know what? When you're around great people and that enjoy the things that you do, it, it's 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 just fun to talk about the things you're interested in. I appreciate you having me on to talk about soccer. And you're the man. I, I'm, available, I'm available anytime. Thank you very much. Break it down scientifically. If I had a Vuvuzela, I'd blow it right in my studio for you right now. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. I have appreciate a doc you. Gooden. Yes, sir. On the TLD Logistics Hotline, Laban DeFries. And, Sean, you and I commented that that women's soccer thing like 10, 15 years ago, well, 10 years ago, was kind of hard to watch. And they've they've made that a really good sport. I mean, it's a pretty good sport now. They have. If you go back to the days, if I remember uh, when I was living in Memphis, we had a, and I think she's head of USA Soccer now, Cindy Parlow, uh, out of Germantown. Uh, It was the elite North Carolina and then, which was basically a theater team to the U.S. women's national team, uh, they got all the best athletes. And so my my perception was that women's soccer in uh, the United States, except for that elite, was just skill-based kids. And now the U.S. is putting out athletes that are skilled, just like other parts of the world. So I, I made mention to it before that a uh, good buddy and I went over to watch the NCAs over there one year, and we were absolutely surprised, and I, I apologize for that, surprised by the quality of play. There was It was very much reminiscent of the men's game, um, you know, crosses into the box, yeah. um, uh, speed up the, up the uh, sidelines, uh, triangle passing a la, you know, tic-tac a la Pep Guardiola at Barcelona. Um, just very good athletes. Whereas before, that really wasn't the case. It was, um, it was, you know, it was kick a ball long and everyone go run at it like my kids used to do. That's what it looked like. So, yeah. That's exactly right. It yeah. looked like Sandlot. So it looked like Sandlot well, soccer. Highly, I'm, I'm very impressed. I mean, we all, uh, I thought the, the women's national team through the years with Mia Hamm and some of these others, I think that was not representative of women's soccer in the United States for a long time. And now I, I think you can find high-quality uh, women's and girls' soccer players all throughout the country at almost every college. So the World Cup would be fun to watch. That gets underway here shortly. You've got that Gold Cup thing tonight. You've got Kentucky playing this afternoon. And, Brian, What's the latest on Matt Dixon? Now that we've got the air tag on Dixon, we've been following his vehicle. He has, he doesn't know that 
Uh, we put an Apple AirTag on his vehicle to follow him. Has he made it yet up to the KSR Cafe uh, with, uh, for the, well, I guess they've already had their brunch up there, their special brunch that they're known for. He is just south of Richmond, Kentucky, after a rest stop in Berea. Okay. So, very good, Matt. Maybe he had to stop for gas. Well, he's 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 uh, lurking in our Twitter spaces, Matt. We wish you well on your trip up. The number, should you choose to get in, is eight six five two hundred five four zero two. Again, eight six five two hundred five four zero two. That Laban DeFries guy, and people that are passionate about something. I love passionate people. I just love. I dig it. I dig it. There's a guy who's got like a law degree and master's degree, and he, you know, he wants a coach. He told me off the air, he's like, I slept. I decided one day I want to do what I love doing. And I'm like, hey, man, more power to you, brother. We need people like you in this world. Tony Jones, passionate about what he's doing. Us here, we love this stuff. Tennessee football is right around the corner. I cannot believe it. I was watching something of oh, the the All Star Game last night. They were they were running a preview for uh, their uh, college football package. You're going to have on Fox this year, Colorado and somebody. Brian, they playing like five weeks. I mean, what in the world? Yeah, I think Colorado's got a week zero game. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. What are we doing? I want to say it's Arizona State. It's crazy. I mean, it's right on top of us here. What's your what's your thoughts on Colorado? Because I don't I don't want to be a hater, um, but I'm he totally revamped that he totally turned over turned over that whole roster. Yeah, with transfers. Yep. He's so in it. He's in it. Sounds in great. Yeah. But I'm I, I'm not sure what to make of that. I, I I know if you're critical of Dion right now, you're a hater and a racist and all that stuff, but. I um I, I watched some of the I watched some of the specials that he his son put out on YouTube. Yeah. Um and uh, just from and this is thirty years ago, but just watching that in reference to what I saw in practice and I didn't see a whole lot going on during their practices. Well the and thing so I, I think that's got a I think that's got a very wide range of boom or bust to it. I think that's true, and the thing about Deion Sanders is he's a polarizing guy who's going to get attention there. He knows he is. Some aren't And I happy. like him, by the way. I, I've always, li- I listen, like, I I've like always the, liked him, but he also has the health concerns with what's going on with the circulatory yeah. system, and I wish him well. But, you know, that thing there is a real, that program that he's at is a real uphill climb. You yep. talk about a. You talk about a steep climb, and, and and trying to get a program like that back on track, you're going to have to do some of the crazy things he's done or some of the outside-the-box things that he's done. But you've got the SEC, and I want to talk about this coming up in our TLD Logistics Overdrive Overtime because I want to ask Sean about this. The, the, the tone that's going to be set next week, uh, it's going to be a very, very interesting week at the SEC meetings simply because you've got the Georgia stuff that continues. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. 
time to put a Dodge in your garage. And at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us for all the muscle you need. We have a huge inventory to choose from, from the spine-tingling 2021 Dodge Charger SRT to the 2021 Dodge Challenger Superstock. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Yep, at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we're flexing our Motor City muscle. You can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day -day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Spring is here and we are ready. We carry a full line of steel, echo, and chandala yard equipment. We also have a great selection of grass seed, fertilizer, and garden supplies. With the most knowledgeable sales staff in Southern Middle Tennessee, come check us out at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. 
I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Life gets busy and sometimes slowing down to buy your family quality food can seem impossible. This is Terry Taylor with Taylor Family Farm and we offer local home delivery in addition to our local drop locations to help with that problem. Now you can get your favorite pastured poultry, pork and grass-fed beef delivered right to your door. Visit taylorfamilyfarmtn.com to find out how. We believe in healthy food, healthy people and healthy community at Taylor Family Farm. Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.